it's always a joy to come back uh, to Mumbai uh, to meet all of you. We uh, see you guys on Instagram. We uh, uh, follow you guys. We have friends, mutual friends. Uh, we always enjoy fellowship. When you guys come to uh, Delhi, you're, you're visiting our church. Uh, we always enjoy some of these, uh, this community and fellowship. Uh, we've enjoyed Anandana Ji, getting to know them, uh, their uh, fellowship and their uh, hospitality. Uh, if you go to their home, especially ask for a chicken dish. Ji is really, really good at this particular chicken dish, right? Uh, just tell, tell her the chicken you gave to Ranjit, you please make that chicken, right? So that's a, that's a really good dish. Um, yeah, next time we'll figure it out. Yeah. So this morning we are continuing this series and it's a joy for us to uh, kind of be part of uh, your journey in membership. Uh, now personally, uh, I, I never grew up in church. I was not a church product, right? So I, uh, my parents uh, came to faith when I was 10 years old. They started then plugging into church uh, and ministries and stuff. But, but uh, the way I grew up is my parents would be like, they'll go to church at 7.30 in the morning, right? Uh, so me and my brother will be sleeping and uh, they'll say, okay, do you want to sleep? Yeah, go ahead, you sleep, right? <laughs> so they'll go to church. That's the way we brought up. We never went to Sunday school. Uh, we were not kind of raised in church. We never really understood uh, the context of the local church in community. Uh, but it was only when I left uh, Chennai to study outside of India uh, that I began to kind of go to a church where, which began to preach the gospel. And I would uh, go every Sunday and I would hear the gospel preached for the first time. Right, for expositely, uh, from passage by passage in scripture, and that God used the living word of God to transform me. Right? And I came back to India, but then I decided to go back and study again. Uh, that was when I, we joined a church and we began to understand how God's purpose for the church is for the healing, flourishing of communities and families. Right? And I've been in ministry for 20 years now. I've been a pastor for 13 years. Uh, and... Uh, there's nothing more that I'm absolutely convinced than the power of the local church, right? Uh, now, maybe you've had a similar experience like me growing up, okay? Maybe we are, we are from different backgrounds here, different experiences, different beliefs, different expectations about the church itself, uh, different views on membership. Uh, sometimes, and in Delhi we encounter this, uh, people come and ask for membership because they want admission in the school, right? There's some school admission coming up. In fact, this is a true conversation. Last week, one gentleman, <laughs> last week, right? One gentleman came and told me, he said, uh, Pastor, I need membership. Uh, I said, okay. He said, my daughter is going to college, so I need membership. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you, we'll do, we'll think about it, right? Uh, so we think it's school admission. We think we get some discount during weddings, <laughs> right? Uh, and some of us, we're really scared of burial, right? We don't, we don't know where, where are we going to get buried, right? So these are the reasons why we think we want to take membership. Uh, my dad is still paying my membership in one church in Chennai. They are still, still singing happy birthday for me. Right? I've never met all of them, but they are still singing, right? So maybe we are used to membership like that. The membership we are talking about, that Anand is talking about, is not like that. Right? This is not the membership we are talking about. The membership is not some name on a roster. Sometimes we get a little, uh, little scared. Oh, my, my name is on that roster. Now, can I become a member here? What uh, is this? Am I sinning if I become a member in two churches? This is not that kind. This is not a name on a roster. This is something spiritual. Right? Uh, and I tell my people in uh, Delhi, I say, you don't get anything. If you become a member in New City, Delhi, you don't get anything from the church. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> No discount, absolutely. 
no extra laddu nothing right nothing is coming right uh, sometimes we think membership uh, uh, gives people a special treatment right it's a special treatment it's like a service you're entitled to something right you have some access to something uh, sometimes we think pastor is on the call because you're a member right and anytime your cat is sick you want him to pray for the cat and when you buy a car you want the pastor to come and touch and bless the car and all that stuff uh, that's that's not again membership right now some of us may have had bad experiences we need to recognize that we've probably been hurt through church membership but we've been uh, we've seen we've seen politics we've seen fights over property we've seen money we've seen abuse of authority and power right so as much as we talk about some of these things in a funny way but it is sometimes church membership has been abused by the local church and by the leaders in the local church so we don't want to take this lightly but this this morning even as you go through the series even this morning as you listen to this i want you to have an open mind to what christ has to say from his word right uh, now before we kind of think about what is the marks of a, a healthy member i want you to understand membership is not something man made we don't make this up there's a reason why churches have membership because it is biblical there is there is clear and ample evidence in scripture about church membership the word itself may not be there right but there is evidence of church membership in scripture now church is called the body of christ right in first corinthians chapter 12 so membership membership means you're part of the body of christ you're a member of the body right membership like anand said membership is not a member of a society member of a club or a gym that is not the membership membership when we say member we are talking about you're a member of the body of christ right that's what membership is so if you're part of the body of christ and that's membership one leg one arm doesn't become a body you tracking me one arm doesn't make the body Uh, the, the arm has significance only it is part of the body right so i want you to think about in, in the gospel in, in in the church in the bible you don't have any solo christian just just running his own life no that is not biblical right and imagine if i bring a hand there and i leave a leg here and i leave an eye there it is monstrosity it is not fun to watch something like that that is what it looks like when a christian is not part of a local church so membership is it means you are part of the body right uh, another image in scripture for uh, for the church is that it is a family of what ephesians 2:19 and it's it's a common language in scripture to talk about us we are brothers and sisters in christ we are fathers and mothers in the spiritual community we are sons and daughters of god one individual does not make a family you're a family when you're part of the family of god right so there is ample language and evidence in scripture that talks about a community of god another another image is the flock first peter chapter 5 uh, peter describes uh, how the church is the flock of god one sheep does not form a flock when you say it's a flock it is part of the other sheep right and another way is uh, uh, the image is a temple first peter chapter 2 it says each person is a living stone in the temple of god right one stone does not make a temple so there is ample evidence to talk about how we are part of a body we are part of a flock we are part of a temple we are part of the family of god 
though all true believers are members of the universal church, there is evidence in scripture that local church, membership in a local church is a normal act of obedience for all true believers of Jesus. By faith we are part of the invisible church, right? The invisible universal church. But you will be found in the local visible church. Unless you're the invisible man. Right? <laughs> church membership is a visible expression of your love and devotion to Christ. Jesus did not die for an organization. And I want you to understand, don't take this lightly. Jesus died for this. Jesus died for this. To bring us together. Right? He didn't die for an organization. So, so I want you to think about membership in light of what Christ has done. Uh, membership is committing to a body. A body of believers. Membership is to say, yes, I'm part of the universal church of God, but locally, in Mumbai, in this day, I am part of this body of believers. Right. So membership in the Bible is not casual. Membership in the Bible is not optional. Membership in the Bible is biblical and therefore essential and crucial. Now I want you to take a step back and even think about this. Uh, maybe you've wondered, why do some people drift away from Christ? But why do some people drift away? Uh, why do sometimes even gifted spiritual leaders fail? Have you thought about it? Why is that? Because unfortunately they are never found in the local church. They are never connected to the body of Christ. You could be serving the body, but you may not be part of the body. It is important. Uh, you may be extremely gifted in preaching and singing and serving and giving and all that, but, but somehow your giftedness, because of your gift, you feel like you're above the body. You could be involved in ministry and yet be isolated from the community of God's people. You see anybody like that, they could be capable and helpful, but never vulnerable nor accountable. You see anybody like this, it is a recipe for disaster. So I want to warn you from scripture, my friends, be connected to the body. Be connected to the body. So today we're going to talk about who is a healthy member. What, what does it mean to be a healthy member? What are we committing to? I, I, you're like, I come to church, I'm singing the song, I'm giving, and wh what does it mean to be a member? Why should we, why can't we just be a family? Why can't we just have an organic growth? Right? Why do we need to commit some of these things? And by the way, I'm an anti-committing, right? I don't like to commit, I don't like to sign, I don't like all these things, right? But the reason I do it is because it's biblical. It's biblical. It's not because I like it. So who is a healthy member, right? How do you grow as a disciple of Jesus? I'm going to give you four marks. Firstly, firstly, and this is not an exhaustive list. This is not a comprehensive list, but these are four key uh, qualities of a healthy member. First one, a healthy member pursues Jesus diligently. A healthy member pursues Jesus diligently. And I'm going to uh, uh, kind of do a survey of verses. And firstly, Matthew 16, 24. It says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. A church member primarily and firstly is a disciple of Jesus. A, a church member is not a fan of Jesus, is not part of the crowd. No, they are committed followers of Jesus. 
And you pursue Jesus through worship. You pursue through Jesus through your obedience to his commands, through repentance, through suffering together, to, to pursuing uh, Jesus and becoming like Jesus. And as you're pursuing Jesus this way, you're a growing disciple. You're a growing disciple, right? Second Peter 3.18 says, Paul gives the final instruction to the church. He says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're pursuing Jesus this way as part of a community, you are a growing disciple. You're not only a growing disciple, a healthy church member is an enduring disciple. An enduring disciple. Philippians 3.12, it says, Not that I've already obtained this, or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. I press on. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You are an enduring disciple. You are an intentional disciple who is pursuing Jesus in the context of community. You're not only growing, you're not only enduring, you're a fruit-bearing disciple. John 15, 8 says, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. And in, the same, uh, in the same passage, he says, if you are an abiding disciple, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that who bears much fruit. And apart from me, you cannot do anything. And lastly, who's a healthy member? Who pursues Jesus? When you pursue Jesus diligently, you're a conquering disciple. Colossians 3, 5 says, You put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you? Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Romans 8, 13 says, You put to death the deeds of the body. When you are part of the body of Christ and you're pursuing Jesus in community with God's people, you're repenting with each other. You're being vulnerable with each other. You're trusting your hearts and your struggles and your life with each other. That is the way you're growing. Social growth is not in the size of the Bible we carry. It is through the word of God, the fellowship with God's people, through taking of the Lord's Supper and prayer. Acts 2.42 says, this, is what, this was the early church. Acts 2.42. And they devoted, devoted, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. This is who is someone who is pursuing Jesus diligently. My friend, I want, I want to tell you this, right? And, it, and we talk about this in Delhi. You may love Jesus, but if you're not connected to the body, membership is in some way committing to the body of Christ. And so my challenge to my church back in Delhi, and I would place the same challenge to you, is if you're not willing to commit to the body, how can we commit people to you? If you don't want to commit to the body of God's people, Jesus died for all of you, and I'm not willing to commit to you, how can we commit you to somebody? So membership is an opportunity for ministry. You want to serve meaningfully and intentionally in a local church? It is through membership. Because if you don't want to commit, how are you planning to serve using your gifts? You pursue Jesus diligently. Secondly, you not only pursue Jesus diligently, you participate in church life enthusiastically. I like the word enthusiastic. 
right? Because we like to come and go. <laughs> we are all coming and going, right? Enthusiastically. I love the word, enthusiastically, right? Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing up. How is this going to happen if we are not connected to the body? Delhi is uh, uh, the second best city in India. First one is Dubai. <laughs> Delhi is a beautiful city. We love Delhi. We've been there for 13 years. When you live in Delhi, you're dying. <laughs> Right? We don't do x-ray in Delhi. You take an x-ray, that's it, you're gone. Right? We don't want to know about a lung condition. Right? We are sure there's uh, one lung is gone. Right? There's no way we are living, breathing. Uh, but Caleb, please come to Delhi. Don't, yeah, <laughs> when you're thinking about moving. Uh, but did you know we can actually live with one lung? You don't need two lungs. You, you can actually get by with one lung. Right? Now, the church is a similar one. The church life has two lungs. One lung is the corporate fellowship of God's people. You come and you worship together. The other lung is the small group fellowship that you meet in homes. You can actually get by with one lung. Are you tracking me? There's nothing you can you can get by. You can breathe. We are all living. Right? We probably die two years before you, but we are all living in Delhi, right? But the sign of a healthy member is when you are participating in the life of the church using both these lungs. Both these lungs. It's active in your life. Now, where do we see this? It is in the Bible. Acts 2.46. It says, and day by day, attending the temple, that is a corporate gathering, together and breaking bread in their homes. This is biblical. It is part of the early church. You're gathering as a community of God's people to worship together, sing together, remind the gospel to one another, praise Jesus through song and to serving, but you're also meeting in homes, you're also meeting in smaller groups to love and encourage and spur up one another. So you pursue Jesus diligently, but when you pursue Jesus diligently, my friends, you will also pursue his bride, the church, diligently and intentionally. You'll be serious about it. You'll be intentional about it. You'll be diligent about it. If you're connected to Christ, you will be connected to the body. That is biblical. That is the biblical model. It is not optional. It is not casual. It is not seasonal. It is not occasional. As someone who claims to follow Jesus, but who is not active in the life of the church, yes, they are saved. Yes, they will be with Jesus in heaven. Yes, Jesus loves them unconditionally, but that is not a healthy model. There is a red flag. You show me a believer who is not connected to the church. There is a red flag there. There is a dangerous sign of stagnation and at worst even apostasy. Moving away from Christ. So my friends, oh, who is a healthy member? They are pursuing Jesus diligently. But they enthusiastically are found in the life of the church. Oh, they love the bride of Christ. They love. There is no perfect church. We are all imperfect sinners. 
oh, we are all going to get in each other's nerves. Right? And I, I was telling on Sunday afternoon, he said, what do you do? I go home and I sleep. <laughs> I'm done with church, right? Because I'm an introvert. I am losing energy. My battery is gone after half a day, right? I'm, I, I meet so many people I love, I enjoy, but I need to go sleep. Church can drain you sometimes. Church can hurt you sometimes. People in the church can be insensitive sometimes. Oh, they can talk too much. They can talk behind. They can do all these things. Oh, but Jesus died for the church. He died for the church. And there is something there. You're found in the life of the church. It's not a checkbox. It is not an attendance. It is not a duty. But it is your delight. It is your joy to be found in the company of God's people. You want to worship God in the presence of God's people. But you want to, you, you love to meet with God's people. There is a deep kinship that comes because of the spirit of God that is in our hearts. We not only cry, Abba, Father, but the spirit of God unites us as brothers and sisters. It is unexplainable kinship that we have in the body of Christ. And I love when Paul says in Galatians, he says, he says I have the anguish of childbirth. The anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. My friends, when we come and we say we are part of the body, oh, we have this anguish in our hearts. We will not rest until we see Christ formed in each other. That is the mark of a healthy member. Right? So you pursue Jesus diligently. You are upon the life of the church enthusiastically. Thirdly, you love others sacrificially. What is a healthy member? Who is a healthy member? Oh, you love sacrificially. You love sacrificially. First Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. What a poem. What a beautiful explanation of love. And it is the context of the local church. If you understand it, chapter 12 and chapter 13, chapter 14, the first Corinthians is in the context of the local church. This is not Paul sitting in... What's a, what's a big garden here? Or a, no gardens in Mumbai. What is that? Beach? Ah, all right, Juhu, Juhu Beach. All right, they're sitting in Juhu Beach. Paul is sitting on the shores and the bank in the wonderful, beautiful water coming. There's a chart serving on the side. And there's all these young couples coming and sitting next to him. And they're all getting married. And they're dating. And they're like, Paul, what is love, Paul? And then Paul is breaking into this. No, that is not the context here. That is not the context there. Paul is actually pretty mad when he's talking about it. He's actually very upset with the Corinthian church. Right? But he's thinking of a person. He's thinking of a person. He's describing a person. He's describing Jesus. That is love. Love is personal. It is personal. It is easy for me to act out of my gifts. Gifts can be very impersonal. I can preach, I can get away. I don't need to know anybody. I can sing, I can serve, I can give, I can disappear. I don't need to know anybody. I don't need to bear anybody's burdens. I don't need to let anybody cry with me or I need to open my... Your, your gifts can make you very impersonal. There's nothing wrong with gifts. But love, the greatest of this is love. Love is personal. Because love is vulnerable. Because love is sacrificial. 
That is the way of Christ. And Philippians 2, Paul says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each one of you not only look out for your own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind in yourself, which was in Christ Jesus. A healthy member is someone who is loving who is loving the body of Christ. A healthy member is a loving member. And how do you love? You love like Christ. It's sacrificial. It is sacrificial. You, you want to be the first to serve. Who's a healthy member? You want to be the first. You want to be the first to give. You want to be the first to sacrifice. You want to be the first to let others know Christ. You, want, you are enthusiastic in pursuing Jesus and his people. That is the mark of a healthy member. Jesus loves you at the cost of his life. Why would we give anything that doesn't cost us anything? So I want to ask you, my friends, what does it cost you to love Jesus and his people? What does it cost you? When was the last time you had to make some changes to your plans, to your holiday, to your evening outing, to your game night? When do you need to, when was the last, you had to cancel some of these, when was the last time you had to say no to some of your desires and maybe even take that money and give it, when is that, when was the last time it hurt you to love somebody? That's the kind of love we are talking about here. You love others sacrificially. Who is a healthy member? Who is a healthy member? You love others sacrificially. Lastly, lastly, you submit to leaders joyfully. You submit to leaders joyfully. First Peter 5, 1, it says, Peter says, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ was to shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. Oh, shepherd the flock of God. Shepherd the flock of God. Shepherd the flock of God. My friends, sometimes we, uh, sometimes we, sometimes in India, leadership is, is confusing, right? And it's toxic, the word submission, because it is in this context. In Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 13, verse 17, in the context of the church leadership, he says, Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they are keeping watch over your souls. As those who will have to give an account. Church leadership is not, is not about committees and it's not about all these things. Oh, I, I sometimes I dread. Because I, one day I need to give an account to God for the people in the church. How do I know who I'm accountable for if they are not a member of the church? So this is an important thing. See, so he says, uh, watch away. So as those who will give an hour, let them do this with joy, not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So who, who, sometimes submission is a toxic word. Oh, we don't like to submit. What is this submission? It's a hierarchy. It's archaic. It's power dynamics. It's not, I don't like this. It's inequality. It's subordination. No, my friends, it's a, it's a Trinitarian concept. 
the son joyfully and willingly submits the father even though he is equal in essence and equal in deity there is no inequality there and the father eternally loves the son that is the model here the model in scripture is that we submit to one another mutual submission we submit to christ as the good shepherd as the head of the church and scripture calls us to submit to the leaders who lead the church and we submit not because not because of anything else we submit to a godly example we submit to gospel leadership we submit to leaders who they're not perfect but they love the body they love jesus and they want to walk alongside there they know they are giving an account to god for your souls so what is this submission we submit to the teaching to receive that instruction because of god's word the counsel their discipline we, we submit we submit by trusting them even though we may have differences we may have better ideas we may be more experienced we may be even more older right or we submit out of reverence for jesus trusting them we submit to support and encourage and pray especially supporting the needs of the church physical emotional financial we come and we say i want to submit to this vision and i want to i want to be part of it that is a healthy member we we submit to care oh we care we submit to the leadership to care for them so that they don't become weary they don't become weary in serving the church and i would even say i would even say this if you're unable to submit and i tell this in delhi if for some reason you're unable to submit to the leadership in a church my friend you need to maybe look for another church where you can joyfully submit there's nothing wrong in that but when you're a member you submit joyfully so who's a healthy member you pursue jesus diligently you participate in the life of the church enthusiastically you love others sacrificially and you submit to the leaders joyfully this is the mark of a healthy member and imagine a church oh imagine a church where you have members like this imagine the power of the church in the local community imagine the witness it will have in front of people this is why jesus said people will know you are my disciple by the way you love one another so this morning my friends are even as you go through this series and i don't know how long the series is but as you go through this and as you think about this i want you to go back to scripture i want you to go back to christ i want you to go back to his purposes what is god reminding you what is god convicting you of when it comes to membership have you considered membership are you someone who says yes to jesus but stands away from his bride you, you don't want to come near his bride oh you say you love jesus but i don't want to come near his bride you cannot separate jesus from his bride maybe maybe you've been hurt through church experiences would you come and would you say jesus jesus help me cleanse me and i've been hurt I, i have all this baggage but would you come and say oh holy spirit heal my broken heart help me to trust again my friend church membership is it's simply this it is loving the members and trusting the leaders 
and I hope New City Mumbai enjoys a vibrant, healthy membership. Let's pray. Father, we recognize in a room this size, we've got various experiences, so many questions when it comes to some of these things. And oftentimes, we've seen models that are not examples. And we have our own insecurities. Oh, but we all come before Jesus, our Savior. I pray that we will bow our knee before Him, that we will obey His commands. Oh, that we will love Him and that love will flow through our hearts to His people. I pray that we will not be standing outside the body. I pray that we will, in due time, oh, be enthusiastically part of the body of Christ to have a vision for this city. Help us, Lord. Help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.